Knowledge is the fuel that powers intelligent buying and selling. So get a quick recharge with me, Ron Edwards, Master Sommelier and Director of Wine Education for Winebow, Fine Wine, and Spirits. Welcome back to Wine Smart. Today we're going to talk more of an overview than getting really specific. And we're going to talk about Castilla-La Mancha, which is in Spain. It's in central Spain, sort of pushed to the south and east out of dead center. It ranges from just south of Madrid in its northwest quadrant to Murcia in the southeast quadrant. It's a very large area. It actually covers 41 degrees north through 37 degrees north by the time you get to the border of Murcia and Andalusia. The common theme of this entire area is La Meseta. La Meseta is the large flat plateau. Flat is a relative term. There are still hills and there's even some mountainous regions, but in general you're talking about an elevated plateau inside the coastal ranges to the south, east, and southwest. You could think along the lines of what it's like to be around Denver, Colorado, what it's like in Mexico City, Mexico. That's kind of what we're dealing with. The major towns are also the same names of the five provinces that are within the autonomous region of Castilla-La Mancha. We're going to start in the north and go clockwise around the central municipality of Alcazar de San Juan. And they are, starting in Guadalajara, is Guadalajara at noon, or 12 o'clock on your clock. Then we go to Cuenca at 2 o'clock on your clock. Traveling around to 4 o'clock on the clock face, we get to Albacete. And then around to 8 o'clock, we get to Ciudad Real. And then on back up to 10 o'clock on the clock face, and we get to Toledo. The climate of the entire region is continental, but it has some variation based on elevation and the influence of the Levante and the Poniente. These are two winds that dominate weather, and we're going to talk about them a little bit more in a minute. In the wine regions, rainfall ranges from 200 to 500 millimeters a year. That's 8 to 20 inches. Um, 20 inches is dry farm very capable. 8 is really a struggle. I mean, it's possible, but it's hard. Most of the rain in this area falls in the winter and in the fall, and uh, local rainfall is relative to topography, actually, more than it is proximity to the coast, because some of the areas that are butted up against the coastal ranges have less rainfall than something further inland. The temperatures of Castilla-La Mancha are notoriously extreme, and you know you have these summertime maximums regularly exceeding 40 degrees Celsius, so that's 104 degrees Fahrenheit or more. Actually, Mentrida sees 45 degrees Celsius as a maximum often enough that it's listed as their maximum temperature. That's 113 degrees Fahrenheit. The winter lows are just as brutal. Um, The lows are hitting like minus 14 degrees Celsius, which is 10 degrees Fahrenheit, and that is cold. That is vine-killing cold, actually. So in the growing season, it's the diurnal shift that really makes the difference for this region. There is this massive change between daytime overall highs and nighttime overall lows. And it's driven by the combination of arid climate. There's not much in the way of humidity to hold heat next to the ground. And elevation, the entire region is 600 meters on average or above sea level. So you have the ability for the air to be a little thinner and allow heat to escape. So it's 100 degrees in the peak of the day, but it's gonna be somewhere between 50 and 60 degrees at night, or even colder, depending on where you are. It could even drop down to 45. So you have this really large 
swing of temperature, which means the vines really aren't active at the first part of the morning. Then they get active, then it gets too hot and they shut down out of protection and then the nighttime gives them a break again. It's, uh, it's really important in regions like this to have that diurnal shift. So let's address the elevation topic directly. Yes, it's an elevated plain, but yes, I already mentioned there are also some mountains in the middle of this elevated plain. The central plateau itself is 80% of the regional land mass and it ranges from 610 meters to 760 meters. That's 2,001 feet to 2,493 feet. However, some of the regions get much higher than that and there are three regions that exceed 1,000 meters in some of their vineyard locations. That's 3,280 feet above sea level. In Almanza, you have that. In Manchuela, you have that, and that's a very interesting place because it's a much more temperate climate than the rest of Castilla-La Mancha. And in Ucles, it actually exceeds 1,200 meters of elevation. That's 3,937 feet. That's true high elevation grape growing. Now we're talking about Uco Valley in Argentina by comparison. The vineyard composition is interestingly highly calcareous. The elevated plateau that is La Meseta is a, basically a lot of limestone. You run this combination of degraded limestone that becomes sandy clay combination but still has calcareous material to sand with rocks that are calcareous or just pure limestone. And then you also have this hard pan that can be quite shallow under the initial surface of the vineyard and it actually has to be broken up by mechanical means to allow root penetration to go through it, and that hard pan is also calcareous. Other ideas are traditional sand and traditional clay. The traditional sand is normally blended with clay, which has some water retention, which is appreciated, and then the clay actually has really good water retention, and that's highly appreciated in this arid climate. The calcareous soils reduce vigor, and they're super well-drained. The arid landscape and those well-drained soils that are so common uh, mean that there's a common pruning method or vineyard structure called envaso or gobelet or low bush vine training. And so each individual vine is low to the ground and uh, the trunk comes up in a few branches and the shoots actually go out and they touch the ground. This is very water efficient, which is very important in this climate. Let's go back and talk about those two winds because they're major influences on the climate and the expected weather. So the first one is the Levante, which is a Mediterranean wind that blows from the east, starting in the Balearic Islands, and comes towards the Mediterranean coast of Spain. As it hits the coast, it's actually quite humid, but as it comes up over the coastal range, it becomes very dry and then becomes very hot. And so it's this dry, hot wind across most of Castilla-La Mancha. When we talk about the Poniente wind, it's an opposing wind coming from the west, meaning it's blowing in off the Atlantic Ocean into Andalusia, goes over Andalusia, and makes it into Castilla-La Mancha. So you have this wind that starts off moist and then goes dry and hot, coming against a wind coming with cooler air and more humidity from the west, and they fight it out over Castilla-La Mancha, and depending on who's dominant, depends on what the weather's like. There are nine denominación de origen in Castilla-La Mancha. That's the DOs. So let's name them clockwise from the north. In Guadalajara, you have Mondejar, and it's known for Garnacha. You also have Ucles, which we mentioned earlier, which has the highest altitude, and it leans on Sensibel. Sensibel is the local name for Tempranillo. As we continue around clockwise, we come to Manchuela, 
which borders Valencia, and it's a more moderate Mediterranean-influenced climate. It doesn't have the extremes of high that you see in other places, nor does it have the extreme cold, and it is really leaning on a local grape known as Bobal. And if you haven't had Bobal, you definitely should go try it. It's quite delightful and fruit forward and, and yummy. Traveling further around the clock, we get to Ribera del... Traveling further around the clock, we get to Ribera de Jucar, which is sandwiched between Dio La Mancha to the west and Manchuela to the north. It's dominated by Sensibel as well, which again is Tempranillo. Then we have Almanza, which touches Valencia on the east and is the southern border of Manchuela. The vineyards here are dominated by Garnacha Tintorera, which is a synonym for Alicante Bouchette, which is a very interesting thing to run across. And they really like this grape there, and it's doing very well for them. But Monastrell is also a huge player here. We're very close to Humilla, and it bleeds over the border. Speaking of, Humilla, which is shared with Murcia and is as we all know, known for Monastrell. Then there is just the Dio of La Mancha, and it has to be dealt with because it's the largest DOP in the world and covers 158,339 hectare of land. That's 391,264 acres. It's absolutely dominated by Iron, a white grape, and Sensibel, which Iron is a, the most planted white grape in the world because of how much there is in Castilla-La Mancha. Its dominance here is based on how much it's used in the brandy industry from Spain. It is the, it's sort of the uni blanc of uh, Spain. And then two more, we have Val de Peñas, which is sandwiched between La Mancha and Andalusia, which is known for Sensibel, and Mentrida, which is north of Toledo, where they focus on reds and rosados made from garnacha. There's one other really important thing to talk about here in Castilla-La Mancha, and that is the preponderance of vinos de pagos. And you're like, what is a vinos de pago? Good question. Vino de pago is a classification created in 2003 by the Spanish government to honor high quality producers that lie outside of traditional DOs and classify single properties that have a distinct soil or mesoclimate. They all have to be estate grown and bottled. The interesting part here is the control is taken out of the government hand and given to the individual property. Each estate decides what grapes and wine styles are authorized under its vino de pago. There are now 23 total vinos de pagos in Spain. 12 of them are within Castilla-La Mancha. You should explore these because all of the vinos de pagos um, that I've tried will play very well on people who like New World wines, uh, especially big reds. So what's the general expectation of Castilla-La Mancha? It's to find bold, richly fruited red wines that are powerful right alongside of bright rosados. Yes, you'll find the occasional delightful white wine, but it's really not their specialty there. As a region, it's really continued to gain fame and fortune through the last couple of decades. And that has made it so that the wines of this area are becoming more and more stylish and more internationally friendly. Basically, you get a lot of wine for the money out of this part of Spain. Until next time.